In today's episode, I'm going to show you a fail-safe way to help new hires and new leaders get up to speed and be more effective more quickly. It's going to help increase their level of success and their comfort in the roles. It's going to help you connect with them and know how to empower them more effectively. And it's just a power tool that you're going to learn about. It's the Talent Insight Side-by-Side Report. I'm going to show you step-by-step how to use it. You're going to learn what it is is and why it matters. I can't wait to share it with you. Michael, hit it. Welcome to the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast, a show designed for leaders, trainers, and consultants who are responsible for employee selection and professional development. Each episode is packed full with insider tips, best practices, expert interviews, and inspiration. Please welcome the host who is helping leaders, trainers, and consultants everywhere, Susie Price. Hi, my name is Susie Price, and you are listening to the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast, where we cover everything related to helping you and the employees in your organization build a high-commitment, low-drama, wake-up, eager workforce. Bottom line, we provide information, insight, tools, feedback, everything you need to help you make good decisions and make great connections with your people. We want you to have a wake-up, eager workforce. We want to wake up eager workforce. We want wake up eager teams. We want wake up eager new hires. We want wake up eager leaders. We want a wake up eager life. And so in this podcast and the work we do every day, we provide tools, tips, and expert interviews designed to help create all of that for you and with you. And this is a solo episode today because I'm going to go into, this would be a very practical tool. I'm going to go into step-by-step how to use the side-by-side report. I'm going to explain what it is. The title of this uh, episode, which is episode 99, is Creating Connection and Positive Work Relationships with the Side-by-Side Report. We're going to cover why connecting matters more today than ever before. I've got some great research, some new things to share with you. Uh, The next thing we're going to talk about is how does this report, this talent insight side-by-side report, help you create positive work relationships so you'll learn what it is and how it works. And then I'm going to give you the actual steps, agendas, sample emails, and I'm going to do that with a some real-life examples. So the show notes for today's episode is at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection. pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection. And that creating connection is uh, all one word and no space in between. So let's talk a little bit about the first part, why connecting matters more today than ever before. There's a lot of research out there. I just grabbed a few to share and there are links to it in the show notes. One good, really good article that links to several solid research studies is from the Harvard Business Review. It was written in June 2022, and it's the power of healthy relationships at work. And so I've got a link to that at our show notes at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection, and you'll, you can look at all that research. But the bottom line summary of that is research shows that leaders who prioritize relationships and their employees and lead from a place of positivity and kindness simply do better. So out of all that research, that's a perfect summary statement. The leaders that connect, show that they care, show positivity and kindness, do better. Company cultures have a bigger influence on well-being 
and for employees and then salary and benefits. That's something else that's covered in that article. So your culture of your company is more important than the salary and benefits. So though we, you know, we have to have the salary and benefits to get people to get there, but that's not the ending point. That's the beginning point. And then the thing that never stops uh, keeping us on our toes is creating that company culture. And it's, if we can always lead with thinking about prioritizing the people connection first, then we're going to do a better job in our culture. And in this research from the Harvard Business Review, it says that the most effective leaders of all, as measured by their success rates and the success of their organizations, are value-driven, transparent, compassionate, humane, and they are the people who recognize employees as unique individuals. So how do we do that? As busy as we all are, how do we tune in? How do we connect? That's the title, Creating Connection and Positive Work Relationships. That's the title of this episode. And so research is saying those that can recognize employees as unique individuals and demonstrate that have more success and their organizations have more success. And we always talk about the Gallup organization. It's just such good work. And again, it's more research that shows that uh, organizations that show their employees that they care have higher levels of involvement, enthusiasm, and those workplaces have higher customer service scores and higher productivity scores. So it's that idea of coming back to that statement, being values-driven, transparent, compassionate, humane, and here's the statement, recognizing employees as unique individuals. So that's the tricky part, right? So how do I do that? That's what this report, the side-by-side report that I'm going to show you how to use and how simple it is and the power of it, that's going to help you tune into them as an individual and help speed up the connection in the relationship. You know, a positive work relationships equal employees who are involved and enthusiastic in the work, and that equals greater productivity and less turnover. And so that's one of the cases I'm making for you today or to you today about why connecting matters more today than ever before. And there's another reason why this is so important. And it's that another study, and it's an interesting one we talked about in another episode with the author of the book, Connectable, who is uh, Ryan Jenkins. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. He, it's a Wall Street Journal bestseller, and we just interviewed him this summer. But one bit of research that really stood out to me is that in 2022, 15 million workers in the U.S. share that they are lonely 82% of the time. So pretty much everybody says pretty much most of the time they feel lonely. They feel disconnected. And they also say that most of those people aren't going to tell anybody that they feel isolated or lonely. So you could have, if you look around on your team, if you have a 10-person team, 8.2 are feeling lonely, feeling disconnected, and you might not know about it. They're going to put on a happy face basically. And so what this statistic reminds us is that people need and want connection. You're seeing more conversation about that now, um, especially after, you know, all that has gone on and continues to go on in our world. And so what Ryan Jenkins did in that episode that I had with him, it's uh, linked here in our show notes today, is that loneliness is not the absence of having people around us. We can have a lot of people around us. A loneliness is about the absence of connection, which is what Gallup and the other research is saying. You know, who's seeing me? Who's seeing me as a unique individual? Who is connecting with me? 
And I love what Ryan talked about in, in the interview that I had with him, that the, the remedy to the loneliness is to see and hear others, not just exchange information. You know, so I can have a meeting with someone, and if you're a leader and you have a meeting with someone and there is no seeing and hearing of their point of view and a real connection, you've just exchanged information. You haven't created a connection. And one of the key phrases that has stuck with me uh, from the book Connectable is communication is dealt, but connection is felt. So... Uh, that's a very good, memorable phrase. You know, I can meet with you and you can leave and we could have not connected at all. I didn't tune into you as a unique individual in any point of our conversation. So what the book Connectable and my conversation with Ryan and what I'm reminding us all of together today in this episode is connection is what our souls want. It's what our bodies are craving and it can make a big difference in productivity and retention and the well-being. But you've got, we've got to intentionally look for ways to connect from, with it. I've got a clip from my interview with Ryan Jenkins and talks about how we actually can use loneliness as a biological cue. Like, you know, when we get hungry, when we get hungry, we know we need to eat. And so how about if we acknowledge when we get lonely that we know we need to go be more open to connection, create connection, and that it's something we can manage. Here's what Ryan had to say about that in my discussion with him. Yeah, yeah. Loneliness is, you know, it's, it's been increasing for a long time. And the pandemic, you're right, put a big spotlight on it and accelerated it. So it's continued to rise. And But there, there's a little bit of good news in that and that whatever increases can also decrease. So it's malleable. So if we begin to understand it, and then we arm ourselves with some simple strategies, we can turn a corner here and create healthier individuals, healthier organizations, healthier communities. So it just takes some awareness. And we highlight in the book that just seven years ago is when some neuroscientists actually discovered where loneliness shows up in our brain. So it's a very new emotion that we, it's been shrouded in shame for a long, long time. It's starting to, to, to erode a little bit and people are ready to start talking about it. And it's unfortunate because it's a universal human condition. We all experience it. And it's, you know, we attribute it to or align it or, or, or draw the parallels to the sensation of hunger, right? It's it's literally our biological cue to go find something to nourish yourself with. So same thing with loneliness, right? It's this biological cue that, hey, we were wired for connection. And that's my biological cue that I need to go forge a connection and be in community with teammates, family members, et cetera. Ryan does a great job of reminding us that we are wired for connection. Another thing that uh, I want to talk about, another visual, remember the communication is dealt, it must be felt, you know, so we, we want to make that feeling connection. And he talks about if you had a bunch of bricks. So imagine wherever you're sitting right now, there's a hundred bricks in front of you. They're in the middle of the room and, it, and they're, they're all stacked. There's no mortar on the bricks. They're just stacked up. And if somebody walked by and stumble into them, they'd tumble down because they don't have any mortar. They're easily toppled. And the mortar, if you think about the bricks as a team, you had a bunch of people and they're represented by the bricks. The mortar is what makes a great team. And that mortar is making connections, taking time to connect. It's what makes a team strong and formidable. And that the biggest obstacle to creating that connection, that mortar within the bricks, that connection on a team is busyness. You know, so if we forget about it, 
all the bricks are going to come down <laughs> because the most important ingredient is connecting with each other. So that's what makes us resilient and strong. And there's a lot of research as pointed out in the article that I'm sharing today with you on the Harvard Business Review. And of course, the interview that I had with the author of the book, Connectable. So that's a little bit of me saying to you, connection matters. We got to re-remember that. We got to find easy ways to do it. And so I'm kind of making the case, uh, a little sales job for you on that. Then let's talk about the next part of this. Now, we want to connect. I'm suggesting that you can use the Talent Insights side-by-side report to help you create more connection, help you create positive work relationships, help people stay, help you retain people, help helping you help people uh, be more effective quickly. So what is it? What is this report? Now I have a sample of it in the show notes. So if you go to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection, look for the links and you'll see the side-by-side report. And there'll also be images from the report on that page. So if you don't want to open up a document, if you just go to that page, you'll see the images of things that I'm going to talk to you about, show you how you would debrief it. But first, what is it? It's a, it's a side-by-side report of two people. So you have Susie and let's say my husband, Jeff. Susie and Jeff both completed assessments. They either completed a, a talent insights individual assessment or a trimetrics individual assessment. And so the side-by-side just takes that, those results and puts them side-by-side. And in that report, there are three distinct areas. There's the behaviors area. There's a motivators area, and then there's an area that integrates those. And you have Susie on the left side and Jeff on the right side. Um, and then I'm going to give you a tool and a defined process that helps people go through their results. You can either have uh, the review of the side-by-side report by a facilitator or you can just give people the agenda and they can go off to have lunch and learn from each other. It's it's super, super powerful tool. Again, you can see the sample side-by-side in the images at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connections. So you can use this side-by-side report. You cre- We create it on the back end from any previously completed report and you use it with any relationship where you need to create more connection. And some of the ways that we use it are onboarding, coaching, if you got a new project team and you want to help two people work more effectively together, leadership assimilation. So you've got a new leader on the team and you want to help that new leader be successful. You can do side-by-side reports between the leader and the new employee. And it might be if they're having 10 people on their team, there might be 10 side-by-side reports and 10 meetings. It also is effective in the mentor-mentee relationships. If you have a mentor program. If you have them reviewing their reports together, that creates great relationships. It it helps with resolving conflict. And again, you can do it with or without a facilitator. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about it in regard to how you would use it in onboarding and in leadership, new leader assimilation type process. In a future podcast, I'm going to talk about how you would use it for resolving conflict And then we can talk a little bit about how a mentor or mentee, the specific processes there that I will share when in a separate episode, but let's talk about a new leader and what a new leader had to say. This was a situation in an organization where the organization used the assessments. They used trimetrics and they had a lot of trimetrics reports on their, on their leadership team. And they had a new chief operating officer coming into the company. 
The CEO wanted the chief operating officer to meet with each of his team members and go through their in their side-by-side report. So the new COO plus every employee went 10 phone calls. The new COO did not necessarily want to do this in the beginning. His profile, how he likes to work, he doesn't like to waste time, and he wanted to do anything, only the things that were going to give him you know, return on investment. And he wasn't familiar with the tool, but the CEO was. And so he followed what the CEO wanted him to do. So he was a somewhat resistant, in a nice way, <laughs> I don't have time for this, uh, participant. But we had the conversations. And again, in this situation, I facilitated the conversations. Uh, You don't have to have me with the agendas that I'm going to give you and how you go through it. You can do it yourself or you can send people off to do it, you know, together over lunch or coffee, as I said earlier. But in this situation, since he was a new leader, the team had been reporting to the to the new CEO for many, many years. So in that situation, I mean, they had all worked with the the CEO for 10 years or more. And so it was really powerful to go through this because they liked how they worked with the CEO. They didn't know how they were going to work with this new COO. And there was a lot of fear and uh, worry about the change. And so here is what that chief operating officer had to say after we went through the process of going through it. He said, uh, I found the trimetrics side-by-side onboarding process, leadership assimilation process, however you want to call it, very helpful as I came on board. Uh, My new team of 13 had all had long tenure with the organization, having their assessment results and having it facilitated one-on-one in triad conversations helped us all understand our individual strengths, drivers, preferences, and blind spots, and how to best work together. I continue to refer to my team's assessments, our side-by-side results, and the reference sheets uh, to guide how I lead, manage, and better relate to each team member. So when I got that testimonial, I was thrilled because I knew how much he did not want to do the conversations. But I had also found that during each conversation, the discussions were meaningful. They got to know each other in ways that would take you six months to a year to even get to know each other. And, and in, in a team of 13 executives, it would have taken them longer just for how busy they are. And, so, you know, a relatively large team with each team member having a lot of responsibility. So they were able to further their relationship. It helped the new chief operating officer recognize each employee as an individual, as opposed to his team or, you know, a bunch of people. It was, you know, they, they made a connection, you know, hence the the title for today about connecting and creating positive relationships. So it really did help that leader be more effective. So that's a little bit about what it is and how it gets used. The actual report covers the communication style report is a section. There's a a motivators, what puts gas in my tank section. And then there's a section that integrates the behaviors and the motivators, and there's discussions on that. So let's go through that now with part three of this is, you know, what are the steps for reviewing the report? How do you use it to create more connections? And then I'm going to show you that real life situation. And it's a real life example of two individuals. So first off, a couple of things that you want to do is you want to share why you're doing this process. So somebody's saying, Immediately, anytime you're doing any kind of development or you're going to take anybody's time, just like the chief operating officer that I talked about earlier and his new team, you know, everybody's thinking they got a big old sign on the forehead. Just imagine it blinking that says, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? 
And so you want to describe what the goals are uh, of this process and understand, you know, why it matters. So I'll have a sample email that you can look at that'll have some of this listed. You know, why are we doing this? You know, we're doing this to grow trust, understanding and ability for you to work together and learn how to work together effectively and efficiently. The second thing is we want to gain a better understanding of each other's strengths and potential development opportunities. Third, we want to get more value out of the assessments that you've already completed by using the results and creating, you know, an opportunity for you to connect more quickly with coworkers. So something like that, you know, so why does this matter? So use your own language. You can use a little bit of what we share, but, you know, basically at the end of the day, what we want to do is, is create that connection. And then we want help people to be able to work together more effectively and, and have less conflict. So you want to explain the why. That's the first part that goes into an email. You want to know why you're doing it and you want to explain it if you, as you're inviting two people to complete it or someone to complete it with you. The second thing that we need to do is give people time to prepare. So we need to send pre-work instructions, which is here's your sample report, here's a sample agenda, here's what uh, you'll need to do. And basically, I will give you those instructions in the worksheet that I'm going to give you in the show notes. But basically, you're going to ask them to read their report, the side-by-side report, and pick the items that they want to share. And you'll see on the, on the examples there, there's, you know, maybe there's 10 or 15 items on a page and the person's going to pick their top three. And they're going to talk about what they picked, why they picked it, why it matters to them. That's kind of what they get to think about in advance. Thirdly, if you're facilitating this or if you are a participant, you want to listen aggressively. That is one of our key definitions. I've got articles on that and they're linked here to the show notes here. But basically listening aggressively is this idea of I am not in this conversation with an agenda other than to trying to understand who this person is. I'm trying to create that from that research. You know, I'm trying to understand who this person is as a unique individual and figure out what we have in in conflict, what we have similar, you know, how we work together. And so listening aggressively, the, the official definition is a focus on hearing in a determined and energetic way. When we are doing this well, we demonstrate our desire to understand by asking questions and listening with no agenda other than to understand. So the other thing that people have on their forehead is D-I-M-T-Y, do I matter to you? So when we ask them to participate in a development program, they're saying, with them, what's in it for me? When we are now sitting with them and we're talking to them, they're looking for that connection. Do I matter to you? And the best and easiest way to do that is to be determined to listen, focus on hearing in a determined and energetic way, listen aggressively. And so I've got an article that explains the process that we use for that. That is a journey for all leaders, but every successful leader that I've ever met from very high end organizations to small businesses have said, listening is the skill that I learned that helped me the most as a leader. And so in this kind of situation, when you're going through a talent insights report, where you're sharing your results and they're sharing their results, your job is to get really good at listening. And the fourth thing you need to do is have the memory jogger cards there with you. These are summary reports that explain the two different sciences that are measured in the talent insight side by side, which is uh, the DISC, which is your communication style, and motivators, which is what 
puts gas in your tank. So DISC is how you like to drive around as your favorite behaviors. And motivators is what puts gas in your tank, which is what causes you to take action? What are you most interested in? And so if you have those memory jogger cards with you, then both of you can look at those as you're looking at the report. So you don't have to be an expert in the report at all. You can basically just follow the agenda, but the memory jogger cards are good reference cards for you. So the four things that you want to do is explain why. Make sure you give each of you time to prepare for the conversation. That means sharing the agenda and we give you a sample agenda in the show notes as well as sample email message that you can use. You want to be sure that during the conversation, number three, you're listening aggressively. So that is with no agenda and remembering that they're thinking, do I matter to you? You're trying to see them and understand them as unique individuals and help them. If you're the one facilitating it, help two people see each other that way. Or if you're doing it with someone yourself, it's the do I matter to you? And the best way to show that is listening aggressively. And the fourth thing is having the memory jogger cards as a reference. Okay. So basically what I'm going to do now is the sample side-by-side report we have is for leader Linda and new hire Bob High Performer. So this is a new hire report. And again, you can find that at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection. And so you can do an icebreaker, a couple that I use. You don't have to use the icebreakers, but it gets great conversation going. One uh, favorite one is the person who most influenced me is... And if each person shares, that's in, that's a great way to kick off, help people settle in. And you're talking about connecting with each other and trying to see each other as individuals and create this connection. And so the person who most influenced me is always fascinating as a facilitator. When I use that, I learned so much because oftentimes the person who influenced us the most matches our workplace motivators that are revealed in the assessment. And it kind of comes out in the conversation later on. So that is a great opener. We use that one. I use that one with that chief operating officer and his team. And so it was interesting for them both to hear who influenced them the most. Another question, depending on how much time you have, could be the person I most like to have, I would most like to have breakfast with living or passed on would be. And so who they share and then they share why, just like they share, you know, who most influenced them and why that person or how that person influenced them. That conversation is very interesting and you just get to see each other in a different way and have a different kind of conversation. If it's somebody who is a new hire, one of the other icebreaker questions could be, uh, if you're the leader of the new hire is, how's it going? You know, what's what's working? what's going well, what could be going better. And so you could have that conversation. Now, the first thing we recommend in the agenda is for uh, you to go together and look at the workplace motivators wheel. You'll see that in the show notes. And when you see that, you'll see where each person landed. There are six motivators. And if you're on the outside wheel, you'll look at this image and you'll see that leader Linda is an individualistic political and then new hire Bob score theoretical. And then you have the memory jogger card there with you, which you can open up and go, okay, so individualistic is Linda is driven by leading and advancing the team being in a commanding kind of a situation. And new hire Bob is most motivated by gaining knowledge. So new hire Bob 
Once again, knowledge, theoretical. And his second, when you look at the workplace motivators wheel, is aesthetic. So he wants to gain knowledge and he loves to learn. And then he also has a drive for creating balance and harmony. New hire Linda is the individualistic political, which is I want to advance and lead, which I just mentioned, and I want to get a turn, return on investment. So very different drivers, different things that cause them want to, to want to take action. And you'll see evidence of that in their report when we go through the different pages. But so that's just kind of you spend a minute on that to understand, you know, how did we score? There's no right or wrong answer. And the memory jogger card will help. And then you can go to page 14, which shows the community communication style strengths, and then you can show where Linda landed and where new hire Bob landed. You just kind of can talk about those similarities and those differences, and you'd have the memory jogger card there. The next thing you would do, and and there's it, they've done the pre-work, right? Prior to Linda and Bob getting together, they have read their report and made notes about what they want to share. They pick three items. So if you look at uh, page four, and it is a separate page that's shown as an image on the show notes, pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection. And you'll see ways to communicate with leader Linda. And there's eight items and Linda is going to pick one or two, her favorite one and share it. She's got three selected. She's going to share each one in the order of preference. And then you would have new hire Bob share his favorite items that he selected. I picked this because uh, it matters to me because in just the conversation that people have uh, when they begin to understand why something matters to them. And you'll see leader, leader Linda and Bob have very different communication strengths and, and things that they want, you know, so like, so for example, leader Linda, number four, be clear, specific, brief, and to the point. And so for Bob, he's saying, hey, help me clarify anything, clarify anything that you want from me in writing. That really helps me because it helps me stay focused, make sure I've listened, I've heard you write, whatever he says. So you can begin to see similarities and they can just begin to understand each preference, each other's preferences and where they're coming from. There's another page, page five, that talks about checklists for communicating. And again, you've got Leader Linda on the left and uh, New Hire Bob on the right and ways not to communicate. And I want to make sure that you have New Hire Bob always go first. I think in that previous segment there, I might have mentioned New Leader Linda sharing, but I didn't say that New Hire Bob should go first. New Hire Bob should go first. Let the employee be first, not the leader. And things that are hard uh, for him is things like it says here, don't drive on facts, figures, alternatives, or abstractions. Don't leave decisions hanging in the air. Be interesting to see what new hire Bob selected is important to him and why it matters because things come out of these statements that you would never expect. And you just really get to understand what helps new hire Bob be successful. Same thing. New hire Bob is now going to learn what leader Linda wants. So, Ways not to communicate. Don't be abrupt and rapid. Don't come in with a ready-made decision or make it for her. I mean, if she can share all of that in advance, that's like incredible uh, understanding that takes six months to a year or longer sometimes to figure out after we've, you know, maybe become frustrated with each other. So lots of value here. Speaking of value, there's another page that they would go to. It's called value to the organization, and it shows some of the strengths. So, and so Bob would get to select, Hey, you know, I like that the assessment said this, and I've seen examples of these things in 
my prior work, people have told me this, that, or the other. And you'll see that their strengths are very different. Um, again, so they have a lot of differences and it's going to give them an opportunity to understand each other. Another area that you'll scroll to is you go to page 10 and that image will be on the show notes. It's now that section of the assessment that combines the communication style and motivation and gives very specific statements to each person. And so you get to look at these. The strengths are the things that they bring to every situation. Of course, our greatest strengths are fun to talk about. And we ask people to select three of those and talk about them just like we did on the other pages. Uh, what did you pick? Why does it matter? Great conversation will come out of that. And it's always interesting to see what people pick and why it matters to them. The next page, page 11, I want you to look at this. This is conflict, and it's usually a development opportunity. And I prefer people to pick one, maybe two items that they're willing to share. And so it's what is most important right now. And the reason we don't want to do a laundry list or hit all eight, people can't develop more than one area at a time, uh, especially when it's interpersonal-related information. Because how we communicate and what motivates us are things that we have nature, nurture. We came in with these these preferences and these potential ways of style and how we communicate. And it's not easily changed. So we don't want to try to fix or change so much of who we naturally are. We just want to understand one or two, maybe, development opportunities and um, maybe share them there. And so having that open conversation creates a whole dynamic in the relationship, especially if a leader is willing to share their side of the situation and start to see, you know, how they could help each other. And so the last reason why I only want you to pick one, maybe two, is a Gallup organization always says with successful work relationships, in order for the relationships to be successful, there needs to be a three to one ratio three strengths, three positives to every one course correction, or in this case, conflict or development opportunity. So you want to make sure we're balancing out that ratio. And so you'll see some examples. If you don't have, if you can't see it now, I'll just read you a couple of them. Some of the new hire Bob's conflicts are, will tend to elaborate on limited data, uh, may overlook vital details in pursuit of his of information, overemphasizes the experience compared to the results, overly optimistic in his ability to bring balance to any situation. So all of that relates to how he scored on the motivators and his behavioral style. So it'll be eye-opening to him to be able to share that. And that's something about sharing our information and taking it in and understanding, okay, that's an opportunity for me. I can do less of that with awareness. And there's four here that are listed uh, that I'll just share. There's eight total, but for leader Linda, will hide emotions until others push her buttons or take advantage of your her. Number two has strong opinions, but might not always share them. May overlook opportunity for added efficiency out of fear of change. And number four may have difficulty breaking unwanted work-related habits for fear of wasting time. I guarantee you that's only four out of the eight for each of them that I shared, but I guarantee there's one of those that when they read it, they go, oh, that's probably important right now. And so all of them aren't. So we just want to pick one, like I said, preferably only one of those items on that page and, and having a discussion about that. Well, yeah, I've seen that before. Here's how it showed up. And, and just the honesty of having that kind of conversation totally 
changes the relationship. It creates a, a group, a team of people who are open about who they are. You spend a lot of time already talking about their strengths. Uh, we're not hammering on these. We are giving you an opportunity to highlight something that could be important for the relationship. And there's a next page, and it's the last one in the discussion. It's ideal environment. This is powerful too. So new hire Bob, here's some examples on his report. It's saying, these are things that really help me. I want freedom from control and detail. I want a stable and predictive environment. I want little conflict between people, a forum to be curious about the discovery of new information. So on this page, again, they would pick three items and share them. I only just shared a couple from him. Here's some from Leader Leader Linda's Ideal Environment, a forum, forum to express ideas and viewpoints, little conflict between people. They have that in common. So that might be interesting that they might could say, hey, we, we have that in common. A non-routine work with challenge and opportunity, rewards for being quicker, faster, and better. So having a conversation about that, this is what is ideal for me, is super helpful. So that's the conversation that we would have. And then part of the agenda would be to follow up, would be what was my top takeaway from our session today? What did I learn? Are there any actions that we're going to take? You know, what's our next conversation? So that is uh, basically everything that I wanted to share with you today. It is basically creating connection and a positive work relationship with the side-by-side report. So we covered why connecting matters more today than ever before. I talked a little bit and showed you what a talent insight side-by-side report looks like, how it helps you create positive relationships. And then we did a a real report and a real-life example between Leader Linda and new hire Bob. So I want you to let me know how you are doing with the side-by-side reports. Let me know what questions you have. Be sure to go to the show notes, pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection to see the sample report and to get that document that has the steps, a sample email on how to use this for onboarding and new leader assimilation. Check back for the next episode with the side-by-side report where I talk about how we use it with conflict. And in that scenario, we always have a facilitator and we usually have the facilitator, the two people that are having the conflict, and sometimes the leaders of the two people who are having the conflict, if they're from different teams or from the, uh, the leader from the same team. So that's powerful. So that'll be a separate way that you can use the Talent Insights Report to resolve conflict. And I'll use some real life examples on that. So that'll be another episode coming up soon. I want to make sure you see a, a video that that I use a lot in sh- in uh, workshops. It's some t- It's a good one to close with. And it talks about everything that we've been talking about. It's a fast pace. It's a couple of minutes. So you can see it at the show notes. But the summary of it is this quote at the end is that if we are to truly have the best relationships with others, the one thing is something we all have in common with all people in the, on the earth. And that is that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. That's because the need to feel valued and respected is universal. So all of that article from about Harvard Business Review article and the research and all of that information from the Gallup employee engagement and the book Connectable is that statement there that we all will forget what people did, but we'll never forget how 
people made us feel. And that is because we need, we all need to feel valued and respected. We need to tune into the unique individual that's in front of us. I believe that the side-by-side report is one way to do that. I'm hoping you'll be able to use it. You can call me with any questions. Check out our show notes at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash creating connection. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that we are giving away a workplace motivators assessment. It's a 24-page report, and you get over 100 development resources. The individual assessment plus all the resources is valued at about $350, and it's uh, something that you can use for yourself, or you can give it to uh, a family member, a friend, somebody who works for you. It's going to reveal what puts gas in their tank. It is one part of what we talked about today on the Talent Insights Assessment. It's just a different report. It gives you a lot of detail about what puts gas in your tank, what makes you want to go, what are your top drivers, what are you most interested in, how do you get energy, how do you stay engaged. And one way that you can get that complimentary assessment is to leave us a review. We would love for more people to find us and have more reviews. And you can do that anywhere that you have Apple Podcasts. You can go there. If you're not sure how to give a review, you can go to my website at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash review, pricelessprofessional.com forward slash review. We show you how to do it. But check us out at Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast at wakeupeagerworkforce.com. Leave us a review. We'll send you an assessment. If I can help you in any way, reach out to me at Susie at PricelessProfessional.com. Thank you. And we're getting ready to have our 100th episode next. And that is going to be fantastic. Be sure to, to tune in for that. I'm interviewing Ron Price, who's the president of TTI Success Insights. We have been colleagues for 20 years. We cover a lot of ground positive information about waking up eager and being a great influencer and a great leader. And you can hear a lot about him and uh, our discussion on the 100th episode coming up next. Thank you. And keep focusing on creating connection and remembering the value of it. Remember, it is the mortar between the bricks. It is what people need and want, and it makes a difference. Take care. Thank you for being here and tuning in. This episode of the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast was brought to you by Priceless Professional Development. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to pricelessprofessional.com to gain access to more professional development resources. 